Welcome to Pros and Cons, a podcast by writers for writers, brought to you by Precipice Fiction. Precipice Fiction would like to acknowledge the people of the Eora and Dorag Nations as the original custodians and storytellers of the land this podcast was created on. Welcome to the Pros and Cons podcast. Today is Matan again hosting the show. I got the other two musketeers, so you can guess there are three of us. Mm. We got Patty. Hello. And Alex. Hello. The, can, can I call us the Holy Trinity? Are we are we a Absolutely. trinity in any way? Absolutely. Yeah. We are holy. There's three of us. I think Absolutely. that's the only name you can we... call us. <laughs> I just chugged a bunch of holy water just before I came on. I, I, that's, I didn't expect any less from you. Before I ask you the usual question, I'm just going to say today we're going to discuss something that we're not proud of. Usually we share a lot of things we are proud of, but today is not that day. Today we're going to discuss the cardinal sin of any reader. And of course, we're writers, but before we were writers, we were readers. And I'm sure you listeners have done this as well. We're going to discuss all the really good books that we never finished. And if you're a reader, you have a bunch of them. Maybe they're staring at you right now from your shelf. But before we start this amazing, interesting, and fascinating conversation, guys, what have you been reading, watching, writing? I'm still playing Elden Ring, which, as I said in the last time, George R. R. Martin's involved. So it's a book. It, it's a book. No one can tell me otherwise. Um, Boy, it's good. It is, it is so good. Um, and I am still reading House of Leaves, which I've been mentioning on and off. Um, interesting relationship to that book. Interesting relationship. I'm finding it a little, well, so I'm finding it a little bit sloggy. I, I am a really big admirer of it and what it's doing. At the same time, I, I don't know how much I enjoy the experience all the time. And I kind of want to get it over with. Just for the listeners that missed last week, what is, a, what is House of Leaves about? Short answer, it's a horror story that does some very, very interesting things with the conventions of writing and the format of book. It's a story within a story within a story, full of footnotes. It's designed to make you sort of confused and lost and feel like you're in this labyrinthine maze of words. And uh, I got a lot to say about it. And Alex and I, we are planning on doing an episode on House of Leaves sometime in the future. Really? So I will, mm. we will give all mm. of our thoughts, and I'm sure we have many. It's a fascinating book. It's a tome. It, it is a tome, it's and a- I will not let it become one I don't finish. I will finish this book. That was my next question. I'm glad you went ahead. Mm. And- I will. I will. That's me. That's that's what I've been doing. Uh, I have been reading a book called uh, My Year of Rest and Relaxation by an author named, uh, I think it's Atessa Moshveig? Atessa? Yeah. Um, And it's basically about a girl who um, just is very privileged and rich and uh, just is kind of a horrible person. And she's just like, I'm just going to sleep for a year. I'm just going to take a bunch of pills and sleep for a year. Uh, And it's it's quite similar in... um, so far, in setup to another book I read uh, by Emily Clark called Boy Parts, which I really liked. Um, this one I don't like quite as much, but it's it's I, it's a specific genre of fiction that I that's quite popular now that I call um, feminilism. It's like feminilism. That's such a good term, man. <laughs> wow. I am uh, I'm patenting that right now. No, I'm not. Yep. But, um, well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of bleak it's actually pretty funny it's it hasn't gotten into the really like dark stuff yet but i feel like it's going that way 
Um, but yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm still reading Saving the Cat. And for anyone who listened to our previous episode, Saving the Cat is a book about screenwriting. Now, I don't write scripts, but I felt like a lot of the lessons about how to write a good movie could be applied, at least theoretically, to novels. So uh, mm-hmm. worst case scenario, I'm really enjoying it and it might not be useful, but uh, thus far, it's a really fun read. Really recommend it. Even if you never plan to write a movie in your life, it's really a good uh, good read for sure. I guess storytelling is storytelling at some level. Yeah, right? yeah, I think like so. I'd, yeah, I'd be very surprised if the lessons weren't applicable. I think a lot of them just cross platforms without too much trouble. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you guys for sharing. Uh, back to this to this topic. Uh, books I've never finished, and specifically the good books that you never finished. Mm. So while we could spend quite a while discussing books that we didn't finish because mm. um, we didn't like them. I want to talk about the books that we kind of feel guilty about. Um, so before I ask you, I'll just start that. I would like to hear about a book that you wanted to finish but didn't. But also if you have any book that you stopped and maybe a few years later went back to. Because I find that that mm-hmm. sometimes happens to me. That At the time, I don't, I'm not quite ready for it. Maybe I'm busy. Maybe not the right age. And then years later, I kind of discovered I could finish it. And that's kind of my hope with a lot of the books that we're going to discuss today that maybe we didn't finish them yet, but who knows. Just before we get into those individual books, I want to come back to something you said toward the beginning of the podcast, that not finishing a book is one of the cardinal sins of reading. Uh... That's an interesting statement that I don't know that I fully agree with. And I'm wondering, Alex, if you have similar thoughts, sometimes you start a book or a game or a TV show and you just, look, maybe it's going to take an amazing turn. I had a teacher once tell us about Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, fairly famous book. Don't exactly know what Mm. it's about probably motorcycle maintenance. And they were telling us how they read the first half and they thought it was lousy. Um, They forced themselves to go on and it turned out to be one of the best books I've ever read. Sometimes that happens, but I think, yeah, most of the time, I think, you know, you're not enjoying something. Why not just stop? Why not just stop? You know, maybe life's too short to be reading bad uh, books you don't enjoy. I don't want to say bad book is bad. I I definitely agree with you. I think that uh, one of the best, the surest ways to stop reading is to force yourself to read a book you're not enjoying. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, I think that's really true. But but I personally, I do have books that I enjoy. It's just like, I feel like I haven't finished them because, I don't know, video games, writing, job, school, dates. I didn't think you played video games. I thought you strictly didn't. No, Will. No, no, I I, I haven't. Why did I get that idea? Yeah, yeah, right. I, I kicked right, Alex's yeah. ass in in that lizard fighting game. I think lizard oh, fighting. Too. Yeah, yeah. What the yeah hell I remember is... that. Yeah, tell him, Alex. Tell tell. They're like them. dinosaurs, weren't they? The, the like the Super NES game with the dinosaurs. Well, came around. What are like, dinosaurs if not lizards? But we're yeah, they're just big lizards. They're, they're, not... they're not lizards. You're not wrong. They're, they're, they're not lizards. No, you are wrong. They're a different animal. Anyway, my my take on it uh on dnfing books that's what they called on tiktok D- DNF? dnf what does that stand for did not finish okay did not finish yeah um yeah i uh, uh 
Oh, I don't know. It depends. Like I really try to finish a book if I can usually. Um, yeah. Like if usually I'll know pretty quickly whether or not I want to finish a book. A lot of the books I read these days because I'm, I read a lot of horror are quite short. So usually I'll finish them, but yeah, it definitely, sometimes it'll get to a point where I can, honestly, I can usually tell within the first couple of sentences just based on the, um, just based literally on the writing, whether I'm like, no. Do, um, do horror yeah, books tend I, to be I, quite short? I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they do generally because um, some there are some exceptions. Um, Except it. I'm sure you could, guys. Who's, who's it by? What's the name yeah. of the author of it? Who one. could that be? Okay, that's one. <laughs> that. yep, I just it. wanted to get that out there. Yeah, it still counts as a reference yeah, if we don't say no, that. We're all thinking of that. And and he's he's done lots of big books. But um, yeah, horror tends to be short because, you know, horror, it's very hard to maintain that level of suspense over a long period of time unless you do, do, mm. do direct great unless you do digressions and all sorts of things like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, long story short, there's, there's plenty of books I haven't finished. I'm not necessarily proud of it, but yeah, sometimes it is a good idea just to be like, no, this is not for me. Yes. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'll, I'll digress a tiny bit to explain why I feel so guilty about this. So when I was 18, um, or when I was 21, 18, it was it was one of the two, either 18 or 21, okay? Um, my brother got me for my birthday gift uh, the 10 books he thinks everyone should read because he knows I like to read, he knows I like to write. He got me a uh, hundred years of solitude, Arabian Nights, uh, Metamorphosis. He got me the old man in the sea. You know, a lot of heavy hitters. And as an aspiring writer, I felt like, damn, I should read all these books. And at the beginning, I really struggled. I remember just, you know, slogging through Arabian Nights, and I enjoyed it. But finishing that one took a lot out of me. And one of the books I started, and to this day I've never finished, was Huckleberry Finn. And, you know, like I almost feel shy to say it because it's like one of the staples of, of English literature. But mm. I just struggle with the thing. And I like I read it and I recognize the talent. I recognize how good it is. I recognize why so many people, like, they kneel at the altar of this book. But I just... I just couldn't. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, on the other side of things, uh, there are some uh, like fantasy books that have these amazing reviews because that's what I usually read, fantasy books and horror. And there was this book, The Lies of Locke Lamora by oh, Scott yeah. Lynch. I think a few members of this group have been singing its yeah, praises. Yeah, I, I, I think I heard about it from uh, from Ali. I can't remember. And I, I just, I got it for Kindle. And whenever I get something for Kindle is because I'm not sure I'm going to read mm. it. Alex is nodding. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know if I want to commit. Gonna, uh, yeah, it's like, so I'm starting to read this book. And I'm like, man, this is good. The prose is good. You know, he's, he's capturing my attention. And I just DNF'd at like 11%. Why? I don't know. I can't explain it. I loved it. I, I was, you know, I was praising it. I was telling people that I'm reading it. And I just, I don't know. I think something else caught my attention. I think I started to read a book about... Uh, Middle age latrines for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that was a good one, uh, but uh, <laughs> just grabbed me. Yeah, a lot of that was man, that was a rabbit hole. Anyway, mm. um, I ended up going back to it uh, quite recently. Uh, I think 
10 months ago, I just opened up my Kindle. Once in a while, I'll do that. And I just saw Lies of Locke Lamora, 9%, 10%. And I finished in about a week. What was different? I don't know. Uh, the reader's mm. mind is, is a tricky place. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is that when I stop reading a book, either it's subconscious and I'm not realizing why, but sometimes it's a book I really like. So I'm wondering if that ever happened to you. Did you drop a book? Not because you thought, man, the characters suck. There's nothing happening with the plot. Just because, I don't know, attention span. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's happened to me. That happened to me with um, uh, The Grapes of Wrath uh, by Steinbeck. Mm. Um, and I know, Patty, you, you always say I should read Cannery Row, which I, uh, I intend uh, to go the, back it's, to. It's so Alex. I Yep. <laughs> I think, I, and I will say again, I think you should re write something like it uh, after you've I read it. I think I might. Yeah. Just yeah, characters, yeah. Just characters. I couldn't even say tell you it's what just, happens. Just characters doing a bunch of things, and it's so perfect. Yeah, that's fun. That is fun. Um, yeah, but uh, Grapes of Wrath uh, is really good. I remember like just reading the first couple of pages and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh wow, this is really engaging, and it's very, very bleak. What and is it about, Alex? Grapes. It, it's about this family who are uh, in the Oklahoma Dust Bowl, um, where basically nothing can grow. And this uh, this son comes back from he's been in prison, um, and he has to, there's this there's this beautiful passage where he's just like describing a turtle like a tortoise just like walking across this dust bowl, and it's like it's amazing. It's just full of these moments that are just like wow, that's really well written. Are there grapes? Like what what's with the name? Uh, the grapes of wrath. I'm not actually up to that bit yet. <laughs> All right, I forgot we're discussing books we haven't finished. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Nothing can grow. So I'm assuming it tiles into that. So there's going to be people just like smacking their head here. Like, it's in the first few pages. No, but it's, um, no, it's a great book. And there's like, they, they go through a bunch of travels and it's like just really, <laughs> really bleak. And they get to the first like big sort of hump. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'll, um, I think I might have actually moved and lost my hardcover copy of the book. I remember I had two copies. One was hardcover, and I was like, "Well, hang on to this." And then I had a soft cover that I was just thumbing through. And I think I literally just lost the um, lost the hardcover book. But I've always meant to go back to it. Yeah. And that is my that is my dinner. What's funny is I have a Stein. This isn't the book I wanted to talk about, but there's a Steinbeck book also uh, of Mice and Men that I stopped for ages. It's not very long. It's like yay big, and for everyone who's not watching the video, it's like I don't know a centimeter and a half across. Just stopped it. Couldn't tell yeah. you why. Great book, but I, I think maybe it was just shiny object syndrome. You know, you get distracted by yeah. something mm. else and then... Latrines in the Middle Ages. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Which book did you want to talk about, Patty? 1984. 1984. Oh, wow. I still How haven't finished it. Wow. Well, have you guys read it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had to read it in school. Yeah, that's a good You had book. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Given the authoritarian way to world is going I, I think it's uh it was it was a great thing to read but yeah that was uh yeah that's another bleak book it's mm. it's great i it would be it would be a commitment to read it again i think but i'm really glad i read it it's bleakness um, was the reason that i didn't finish it uh you asked how far really i got maton i couldn't even tell you because i read it when i was like 18 but you still remember you still remember the way it made you feel oh my and... god yeah, that being the reason that you stopped. Yeah, I, mean, I had a bit of depression and stuff as well, so it probably wasn't mm. a great nexus of like the book itself That's and my mental health. But my God, does it! 
it's that it feels so it could be real. It could absolutely be real. The I, I did a long time ago, but that happened to me with a different book uh, that I almost stopped uh, called Never Let Me Go. Uh, Ooh, that's a sad anyone name. Anyone heard about it? Kazuru Ishiguro. No. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin. <laughs> but it the name anyone. itself just sounds like. Ooh, that's that's. But there was there was sad. a moment like early in the book that like just made me feel like I this is good writing. But do I want to go down? It happened to me with the TV show. Actually, this sounds funny. Uh, anyone heard about Mindhunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I started FB that. Never finished it. Yeah, enough. Very good. FB series. FB FBI agents go to the bottom of the brains of some of the worst serial killers in history. Yeah, and it's kind of like the dawn yeah. of um, uh, psychological forensics or whatever it's called. Right? And I watched yeah. it, and I'm like, "Wow, this this shit is so good." But I feel like crap. I like, you mm -hmm. know, it, it's getting into me. All these depictions of these horrible acts, and mm -hmm. I'm just uh, my stomach turned. You know, this is culture today. Like you saw what happened with. Uh, with the Netflix show, what do they call it? Jeffrey Dahmer? Is that the guy? Oh, yeah. I, wow. It was like the biggest that hit was, on um, the planet. That was bleak. Really good, but oof. So some books can have the same effect, uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it describes a world in which everything has turned, the world's become repressive and totalitarian, but in such a way that it seems like it can never claw back even people's ability to question critically and form their own thoughts has been removed so it just the impression i got was like this is a future that will persist um till the end of time and everything's bad from there and it just hit me like a ton of bricks it really really got me in the existential fields and i haven't picked it up since now i was young at the time um and i think i've probably <laughs> maybe I'm just more nihilistic, but maybe I've also just got like a, a harder shell for that sort of thing. I would really like to come mm -hmm. back to it because I did not stop it because it wasn't good. It was exceptional. But yeah, man, that that stayed with me for a long time. That's the first of mine. I get a few, but I'll I'll, I'll come back to the others. I, a, another book I was reading, and I and when I say reading, I was actually audiobooking because I do count that as reading. I don't yeah. think. Personally, I take in quite as much information as I do when I'm reading, mm. but I do think it counts as reading. So yeah, oh, yeah. I'd just like to put sure. that out there for all those audiobook fans out there. It counts. It counts. Audiobooking counts. Um yeah, one that I got through, which I did really like, but just I I just struggle with fantasy. Uh was the name of the wind. I'm about maybe a third through that, and I'm like, this is oh, great. Incredible. Wow, really? What? Fantasy. I couldn't just, put it I don't down. Know why? I couldn't. Wow. I don't think I could have not finished I, that. I would book. have taken you to the shower if I could. <laughs> it's great, <laughs> and it's narrated beautifully. Funnily yeah. enough, we're actually um, utilizing the narrator of of mm -hmm. that book, the audiobook mm -hmm. version, uh, for Ali's story, which is perfect. But yeah, I don't know. Just I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to this. Like, it's Wait, just could you could you could you just plug a little louder? We're getting the narrator of Name of the Wind for the yeah. audiobook of mm -hmm. our anthology, Precipice mm -hmm. Fiction, yeah. found mm -hmm. at precipicefiction.com. Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and he is he is actually amazing. Like he's one of mm -hmm. I've listened to a lot of audiobooks and he's definitely one of the better audiobook readers I've I've ever heard. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I just got through it. I got up to the bit where 
what was happening? He's, I think he was like, he just won the loot medal or something. And he was like, oh, yeah, he was talking to the girl. And like, it's, I don't know. He, he re met the, the loot like, medal shit. I was, I was like, yes, yes, you won the loot Tears coming down. Okay, I didn't really I was like, yeah, tears, okay, but... that's cool. You, you're, you're a genius. Wow. You did this for a long time. Wow. Isn't that funny? I think when someone pointed out that he's just good at everything all the time, I was kind of like, mm, kind of, kind of takes the stakes out of it a little bit. I'm not. I, I am not going to rag on that book because it's a great book, but it's just fantasy generally. Just, just uh, we, we should have a podcast about that book. But Alex, I do yeah, see what you mean. I, I, uh, I'm a huge Brandon Sanderson fan, like huge, huge fan. I think I read what nine, ten of his books. But uh, if anyone's familiar with his latest series, the 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 one that starts with the Way of Kings, the the Stormlight Archives, the Where's Ali when you need? Isn't that like meant to be one of his best? The way. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. So here's the thing: I, I got it as an audiobook, one, two, and three, and I didn't finish the third one, even though I love it, just because. I don't know. You tell me. I I got really far. I think I'm like, it's embarrassing. I think I'm like eighty percent through, and I just mm. stopped. And I I canceled my Audible membership, but uh, <laughs> so you know that 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 ship has sailed. But I just, it's a great book that I haven't finished. Not sure why. Sanderson, if you're ever going to listen to this, it's great. It's not you, I swear. Patty, do, do we want to maybe chat about why we're, we're DNFing some of these books? Like what the psychology behind not finishing a good book is? Oh, yeah. Do we take them for um, granted? Do we just think they're always going to be there? They kind of will always be there. No, Alex lost Grapes of Wrath. What do you mean? I did. I lost two copies of Grapes of Wrath. You can get a third copy. That's the thing. It will always be available to you. I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible. Well, what do you you think? Uh, I think think convenience is a big thing. If you don't have the book on you. I mean, like, I'm the sort of person who's happy to walk around with a big fat tome of a book, like, just in their bag. Because I just Mm. carry a bag with me everywhere. So Mm. I think convenience is is a big thing. Um, But... Yeah, I could. Uh, okay, so with Grapes of Wrath, <clears throat> I have this thing where I'm like, if it's going to be literature, I want to read it in a real book. So, because I could get Grapes of Wrath now for probably I don't know, nine, ten bucks on Kindle, and do that. But like, the the um the buyer's remorse from getting this like really nice tome version. I remember it's like it's gr- it's a green bound hard cover book, um, and just the buyer's remorse from like not reading it in that book or in a physical copy like i'm just like oh, i don't know imagine i, I can't just yeah. i can't just read this on a kindle i can't you know it's it, it'd be i don't know it'd be too easy or something i'm not i'm not really sure but they look great on the bookshelf though right especially hard colors you can put up there you got steinbeck yeah. you look sophisticated mm. another one another book that i haven't finished is uh hemingway's first one farewell to arms um, I've read a lot of Hemingway and he is great. Like that guy, that guy absolutely deserves his place in the literary canon. But this first one, I, I don't know. I, I either maybe I've forgotten how to read Hemingway or I just like, it's just a, a lot of like, it's, it's, you can, you can just feel that his prose is in an early level. And I'm like, this is good. This is good. Um, I'll, I'll get to it. That's always the feeling. I think it's like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get back to it. You know, it's fine. It's, it's always going to be there. You know? Yeah, I mean he's already he's already dead. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm just saying, like, Although, you know, it's not like could, yeah. 
I don't think it's insensitive to say that someone who died like a hundred years ago is dead. I think that's probably fine. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer: I only read *The Old Man and the Sea*. Um, right, but where would you put that? Like you said, something interesting about his early, earlier level. Oh, I think you called it. I think where that do you is. Rank that I think one? that's one of his. I think that's one of his later books. Uh, I definitely say it's one of his better. And that is mm-hmm. a, that is a heart wrenching story. Um, it's oh, almost yeah, like that. a fable. I wouldn't even call like it's it's. I wouldn't even really classify it as a novel. I think it's a novella, and it's like so. Oh, yeah, it's small. It's, just, it's so mm-hmm. like sparse in a good way. Um, yeah, that's a great one. I've 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 read mm-hmm. that one. I think I might have read that one twice actually. Really good book. Really good book. So before we move on to other reasons, because I really like your question, Alex, uh, you said convenience. So let's say that right now there is a listener or several uh, thinking about, man, I really want to finish that book that I like. Uh, this Alex guy has a point. So what can we do about it? What can we do to, uh, to you know, we're not, to just find the right moment to read? Because first of all, we got that thing in our pocket that just, you know, absorbs attention hungrily and i think that's mm. the number one killer of reading time just the, our our phone so as far as finding the the convenient moment and spot to read do, do you have anything that works for you like i'm gonna read this book i'm gonna give it the time it deserves yeah yeah i think i just keep okay so for a start i keep a copy of it on me all the time i have to i take I think we have two Kindles. I, I have, I bought one and there's a whole, the whole story behind it, but I bought one, it broke, I got it replaced. And now I've given my second Kindle to my girlfriend and I make her read that because she has really bad eyesight. And I'm like, don't read on your phone. It's bad for you. Just read on a Kindle. It's better. Um, is it? But yeah, just keep it on you. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like paper. Like, I mean, if, if, if reading like on paper, paper is better for you, because the white light, like it, hmm. you know. Um, I don't have any studies based on that, but like this, the, the font is bigger. You can, anyway, it's a bigger yeah. screen. Um, yeah, but I, I just keep it on me. I keep it in my backpack. I think the main thing is I really set aside time to read. I just, like, I, I'm just like, okay, this is the thing I'm doing now. This is, this is the, the focused activity that I have. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm going to take a break from, from working and I'm just really, you know, I just get really obsessed with something. Like right now, I'm watching an anime called Kaiji, and I'm that's like that's all I'm doing until I finish that. I'm not gonna really do anything else. I'll just finish that one. So that's a me thing. So yeah, I don't know. Just convenience, keeping it on you, keeping it accessible, found time. You mm-hmm. know, have it in every format you can. The the see Moby Dick, right? Alex, you didn't finish <laughs> Moby Dick, did you? No, I didn't. I did. Yeah. I have not. I have not Wait, yet finished Moby yeah. Dick. Addy, did you? I did. I'm proud to say oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> wow, that's um, it's it's a journey. I mean, the thing is huge. First of all, like, it's how many pages is Moby Dick? Six hundred or Six, something. It's something like that. Effing enormous. It's it's a whale of a book, but also, mm. uh, it's very good. But he deviates a lot. You know, you don't read it for like a straightforward narrative. He he goes all over the place constantly. And sometimes you, it's not like you wished he got back to the main story, but it can make it, um, it's not the smoothest reading experience, but it's wonderful. And I'm glad I read it. And the way I did it was by getting it on physical copy, ebook and audiobook. 
And like you were saying, Alex, you just carve out wow. time where you can. Yeah, yeah, you, and I switched between all them. Three? Yeah, I did actually. It worked really wow, well. Wow, that's interesting. When I'm walking so around, that is the most... when I'm on the bus, I uh, Kindle. I can't do that. I've never done that before. That's nah, crazy. it's great. Give it a go. Give it a go. Everyone listening, give it a shot. It's fantastic. And you know, there's something, wow. something about experiencing in like all three mediums. I don't know. That's intense, Patty. Is it? Is it intense? I don't know. You guys are gonna, like getting wild. a little I mean, wow like reaction from this. I'm like, no, it kind of I mean, I feel like that's what I would do. That's what I would do if someone came to me with a gun and said, you have to read Moby Dick or I'll shoot your family. That's what I would do. I would get it all three versions. You know, I'd get audio. I'd get, like, that's That would be yeah. my reaction. And now you're prepared for that eventuality. That's funny that you guys... So what's what? What do you see as like not not desirable about that? I think I have an elitism about reading, uh, like physically reading. Even though I said uh, reading through an you audio book is, yes, is real yes. reading, yeah, you just praised that. it. I, I think. I, it's okay. He's yeah, complex. I know. I know. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I contain multitudes. I have. <laughs> I contain multitudes. <laughs> I contain multitudes. Um, I yeah I will try and read the classics physically if I can if okay. I if I can't and I'm yeah I usually reserve usually reserve audiobooking for nonfiction just because I'm like I, I just need the facts for this um hmm. but I'm not above I'm not above listening to it Name of the Wind audiobook I was reading reading that um but yeah I've never tried doing that don't you have a problem with like syncing the pages with like the where you are in the in the text so you just use chapters or uh, I mean, if it's an e-copy, you can just do word search. She's took the last phrase that we, you listen to with audiobook and then you search for, and then the whale did this and you get the, okay, um, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit, but still let me finish it. I, I have some friends that are very, well, my brother, huge fans of Moby Dick. The the whale or the book? Both. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely both. How can you not be a fan of the whale after you've read the book? That lovable little guy. I would have felt very guilty if I didn't. And that was why I finished it, and, and it was it was brilliant. Guilt is a powerful motivator. Shame guilt is a motivator. it absolutely is. It, Speaking yep. of shame, so convenience is one reason why we don't finish some of these great books. What do you think is another one? Like if we really delved into the depths of our own psychology, because we're just not interested. No, no, but that's but that's it, right? Why aren't we interested if half of our brain saying we should be? inspired by this masterwork of of literary art there's books that you like right there's books yeah. that you want to finish yeah yeah because want is complicated i mean on one hand we're like i really you know Matan, you were talking before the episode about was it tolstoy or dostoevsky I was oh yeah confused. crime and punishment uh, yeah. yeah okay well that's like lauded as like a great piece of work and it's very cerebral and it's got a great reputation and so you want to be a person that's read it like exactly. you want to be a person that's enjoyed it and absorbed the it. reads you want to be yeah yeah but there's a part of you that's like man this is a slog yeah that's me with <laughs> movie spent... dick <laughs> but you mm. finished it you're you're my hero in a way that's because i you know i took shortcuts you gotta you gotta get on the all three mediums yeah, train it... Matan. three platforms and yeah. do you think you got anything more out of that for reading it in multiple mediums there patty like you think that, that those were slightly different experiences did you experience the different Yes. Levels of the text differently having yes. how so. Well, when you read the book, I think you're kind of like um alluding to this a little bit. When you read the book, you can stop and put it down and think about something that you've just read. You can easily go back, you can easily meditate on a few mm. sentences. And that's so difficult with mm. audio. Like you're gonna like rewind, oh, I missed it, go forward five seconds, oh, that's not quite it, go back again. Yeah. When you so. listen to it, it's a really smooth experience, and especially with something with a lot of older 
language like Moby Dick, it can sometimes, it's like reading Shakespeare. Sometimes it can just go over mm -hmm. your head, but when it's delivered yeah. well by an actor, it's perfectly comprehensible. Um, that's the advantage of audiobook is you get the delivery, you get the smooth experience. So yeah, they're, they're different for that reason. You know, um, listeners are going to think we're just three dudes that don't finish any book, but uh, I have another good one that I started uh, actually as a recommendation from Alex. I want to say you, but I feel like I give you credit for a lot of recommendations that end up not being your recommendation. So I'll take uh, it. Did you, did you recommend, it. did you, did you recommend the Poseidon Adventure? Yeah. Absolutely, I recommend okay, okay. so, that's a um, great book. Into the that's love that book so much. Uh, I, I got it for Kindle. I read, and usually, uh, like Alex recommended Ubik, and I think I read it in two mm. days. Like, I loved it. Yeah. Mm. And Poseidon Adventure right. was another one I got from Alex. Now, now that we're sure about that, and I got mm -hmm. to like 40%, and it's very rare for me. Even though I said twice in this podcast and I stopped after, <laughs> but it's very rare for me that I get I get past the twenty five mark and stop. It just usually mm. if they lose me, it happens early. Like I won't get past ten, but I got to like forty one, forty two percent on Kindle and I just stopped. And do you remember what was I, happening? Um. So there were already uh all the all the shit went down. Now the spoilers, yep. like literally, they're all kind of. Was it upside down? Was it vertical? Yeah, Something yeah, it's upside up. down. The, the, they start, the ship, like, flips. yeah, they yeah. started crawling. Um, people starting to lose it. You know, there's the guy who's like the leader, but he looks kind of intense. Did you get up to the, the bit in the alley with like where they they like find something and then like the the kid needs to go to the toilet? Did you get up to that bit? No, I can't remember. For context, the book but, is about a, a boat that's. Oh yes, it shouldn't yeah, be upside down or a, whatever. A it definitely ship, shouldn't. Patty. It's a ship. It's a I'm ship. sorry. Pardon me. Yes. It's, a, <laughs> it's not it's a feature. Not, <laughs> not a feature. It is a bug. Entering reverse a mode. Everyone, hold on to something. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's a fantastic book and I really enjoyed it. And I, I had such glowing reviews. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't know. Like, why did I stop? Um, why yeah, did it lose me? Yeah, I guess it comes back to that question of like, like, do... I don't know. Do you intend to go back to it? Or is it just like, yeah, this is good, but... Uh, you know, because I think those are different questions, you know, like I, I just feel like I got this stack of books that I got to read, you know? And yeah, like, well, that's, that's another thing, just priority, you know, yeah. priority is a big thing. Like that's, I think that's the biggest reason, actually. It's like you get halfway through it and then you lose momentum. Mm -hmm. That's one thing you lose momentum on the book yeah, that's and then you've found something else. I'm, I'm, I'm a yep. serial. I'll like jump, jump onto another book. Oh, I yeah. found another one that, that I, that I haven't finished. Uh, Lost, uh, no, Dead Souls by some Ooh. Russian or some like, some, Oof. um, you know, Dostoevsky ish like, like era Russian. Really? Dead Souls. Uh, I have, to, I have to know what this is about. You have to tell me. Oh, okay. The, the premise is really great. It's like this guy starts going around to all his, all, all the people in this town. And I, I can't remember if, I think he, this is a town he's, he's been away from for a long time and he comes back to it. And he starts going to all these people's houses. And I think he starts with this farmer who he knows is this like big gregarious, like kind of aggro guy. And he's like, Hey, so um, I want to buy the, I want to buy all the, the peasants, all the slaves you have that have died on your farm. And he doesn't ever explain why he's just like, I just want to, he's buying, he's, he's buying literally dead souls. He's buying, 
He's buying the slaves that are on the books of people who have died. Wow. Uh, at at the, the guy's ranch or whatever. And he just goes Intriguing. around to a bunch of people's houses. And houses I'm in. I'm, and it's hooked. Yeah. The, there are all these character studies about it. Like, there are, it's it's basically several character studies. And I got, I was audiobooking and I think I'd like downloaded it or something or, or you know, really taken a, like a, I had it on like a physical MP3 or something that was very difficult to to access. And then I lost it somehow. And then like, I, I never got back to it, but I, it's been in my mind for so long. Now it's in um, our yeah, minds. Dead soul. But don't I think you think the same thing? Like, that's really intriguing. Why is he doing it? Hmm. The most hilarious outcome of this podcast no, is all of us finishing each other's books, which might ironically happen. Yeah, and then spoil. Well, let me know if you finish the Poseidon Adventure because that's um yeah, but but um Dead Souls that's that's one I really want to get back to. But I audiobooked that, so you you never, never found it. out why he was he was collecting souls. Never found out. I can't tell you. I never even looked it up. And the okay. the funny thing is that was like. I think he in I would have Russian, looked it up, Alex. Might have been written as no, I did as a poem. He he, he like later on he was like because he he died just after writing this book and it's a big book and he's like yeah now nah, that was crap my next one's gonna be way better <laughs> and then he died like he went mad <laughs> writing this next book so I don't know it's wild. Uh, I want to drag this to the writer angle of this topic because we we've been discussing it as readers uh, so far. Uh, as writers, like we are aware of this danger, you know, it sounds a bit dramatic, but we are aware of the danger of losing the reader. You know, you work so hard to get them on the first page. You got them yeah. hooked. You got them to buy the book. They read 110 pages and then you can still lose mm -hmm. them. And, you know, mm -hmm. we can look at the, the outside factors like convenience, like maybe a different book jump. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's playoff season in the NBA and they really like their team. And anyway, my point is this. Um, do you think it's related to, to something specific? Like in my mind, it could be plot beats that are being missed. Like they're not exactly in the right spot. To, maybe not even the correct spot, but the spot that the reader is used to. Because if the reader is accustomed at this point of the novel to have this plot beat, you know, like, this is where the disaster happened. This is the moment, uh, the all is lost moment, you know, like when when Gollum takes the ring and we're so trained and educated by movies and books to have these plot points. And maybe if we miss them, even if they come a little late, maybe it's like almost like we missed our stop with the train. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that can be like, I almost imagine this ninja jumping from <laughs> one metal hook to the next and he just doesn't jump far enough and he misses it and that's the reader's attention and you lost them. Did that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a great metaphor. You gotta seed them along through a series of like things like that. That's why I'm always concerned with like not spending too much time in exposition because I know that's one thing that like I just remember as a kid, and I've I've said this multiple times on this podcast for sure. I just remember as a kid reading through the red the red wall books by Brian Lejacques, which are great. I love those books. They're really, really good. And what Red Wall? Sorry? Red Wall. Mm. Red Wall. Yeah, great book. Red Wall, the 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 rabbits, the yeah, the yeah, talking animals. Little animals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great yeah. books. And by the way, great that books. is fantasy. And I I I ate that shit up as a kid. So mm. uh there you go. Um, but I just remember 
so much time, like three or four pages at a time was dedicated to like describing these feasts. And I was just like, oh, it's so boring. I don't care. I don't care how well cooked the pheasant is. I don't care how well you've glazed these pears. I don't give a just, I just want to get to the next action. Glazed pears. So that's, that's what I did. You ever write hungry, um, Alex? Did you ever write hungry? Because that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you just like and and the and the roasted pheasants were. Did they eat pheasants? Because yeah. they were animals. Anyway, well, that's so... that's a good question. I think there was some some poultry there. I'm not. I'm not mm, sure really ducks and huh. I can't really remember. Yeah, poultry remember. is always free game. Birds yeah, are the I'm only like, animals that don't have sentience in that in that series. Man, I've seen <laughs> Donald Duck have a turkey. Okay, the, the, this shit has no. It's a different bird. Yeah. That's fine. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> so, but, yeah, so you but... say red wall. Okay. What about you, Patty? Yeah, what do you just, I just oh, couldn't deal with the exposition. It was just you know. But so... you did finish it. Yes, I did. I did. That's a good point. I did finish it. Almost all of them, except. Um, the one with the badges. What was that called? Anyway, that one was. I lost it. Return to Badger Town. Um, I have no idea. Return to Badger Town. <laughs> I think that I'm was not, Return to Badger Town. Quick, sell it so, to Disney. They'll make it. Um, don't don't bother reader. Don't bother reader with the exposition. So my issue with House of Leaves right now is you've got the main plot, right? Got the main plot, but because the story is being told, it's it's a personal account of an essay about a documentary about a haunted house that may never have existed. So it's a Wait, can you, can you a, repeat that slowly? A personal account. Well, actually, it's the editors of the book bringing you a personal account that they received about um, a stack of papers in essay form that a guy found. And the papers are about a documentary. And the documentary was about a haunted house that may never have existed. So you, you just made Inception look shallow. It does. It's it's a wacky book. It's a fascinating book. It is a bit wacky. Yeah, but it means you've got this main thread, which is what happens in the haunted house, and it just keeps digressing, and it keeps digressing, and it keeps digressing, and it's by design. And then the digressions digress, and then that digresses, and mm. you sometimes just wish it was telling a straightforward story. Like, but I, I just want to know what happens here. I think books can do that a, a lot sometimes. Um, they can deviate into side plots that you're not interested into, characters that you don't care as much, the main, you've got the ninja going along, the, think, the you know, uh... he's grubbing the loops like you were saying, and sometimes he's like, but then he just like falls to the ground and walks over and orders an ice cream. Like, no, ninja, what are you, what are you doing? The, the loops are there, don't order an ice cream. He's like, no, no, I'll get back to it. That's... I'm never gonna stand between a ninja and his ice cream, but I think I think that makes a lot of sense. I not want to watch him while he's doing it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that sounds terrible, Patty. Um, I absolutely agree with you, and I think now that we can actually identify risky areas, we're talking B plot, we're talking about flashbacks, we're talking about side characters. Uh, one of the books I really enjoyed, um, the fifth season. I, I don't want to say the author's name because I'm gonna butcher it. A really good fantasy book. It has three point of views. Mm. And the third one shows up like 25% into the book. And I remember thinking, no, I don't want another point of view. Mm. I want to stick to the two that I have. And that was like the moment where I, I just kind of dropped it for a while. Because like, I'm not getting invested in a third character. Who do you think you are? Did you guys read but Wheel I of did... Time? <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'll talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, but I did get hooked enough that I did go back. But yeah, um, watch where you introduce your your secondary plots. War, watch where you introduce your characters, especially yeah. if you got multiple point of views. <laughs> uh, yeah, because hard earned momentum can kind of be lost. Mm-hmm. I might disagree with that. To be honest, I I like the digression of. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just gonna be like, no wrong. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, no, it's healthy debate. This you're you're entitled to your, uh, you know, those things that you yeah. Go to, to your your opinions. <laughs> no, but um, Stephen King canon number two. Uh, mm. I remember specifically in Salem's Lot. Um, there's there's a like a lot of the charm of that book. Like there's the main story with with the main character Ben Mears, and that's like that's that's fine. He's like a yeah. he's like a protagonisty protagonisty protagonist, just fine. Um, but there's a bo- a bunch of little side digressions and stuff with. Um, other characters because this is a town and you, they're talking about a town that's being overrun by vampires there's a lot of like digression i remember one specifically or a couple like i really like those digressions with like nasty characters like you know they're going to be fairly short digressions yeah but like there's a couple of like unsettling scenes that happen with like like there's a there's a guy who who walks in on his in at his wife and she's like She's accidentally like dropped the baby or something, and they're, they're kind of painted Ooh. as trailer trash. And he's like, "Okay, now you're gonna get a whooping." And it doesn't actually show that, but it's like that. They're like, and that's really sinister. Yeah. And like just to have that like little spike of like uh, of just malice put in there, you just kind of like, "Ooh, that was that was spunky." You know? I totally agree. Actually, you know, you 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 disagreed yeah, but- with me, but I I fully support what you just said because I think he works so hard in Salem's Lot to give that city. Yeah. life to it's make really that to city through. a character yeah it, and it, then it, when it, shit inevitably goes down you you feel it because you know all these names that you're this guy and this guy and this guy you know who they are mm. a lot of books try to do that and then just don't quite go sorry patty i've been trying to talk for a minute ah oh, um you know, you do that in your story challenger. There's a character who's an absolute bastard. I'm sorry, I don't remember the character's yeah. name. And you've just got like a one scene digression yeah. from this, yeah, to this guy's point of view. I loved that. That's actually one of my favorite, maybe with the lizard in the book. The lizard? No, the, no, no, no. The no. three eyed lizard? No. No. Isn't there a three eyed lizard? Yeah, there is, but that's a two headed lizard. But this has oh, nothing. Yeah, two headed no, lizard. Was, the lizard eyes. was cool, sorry. but this is not this six is, eyes. That wasn't a digression. That was main plot. Yeah, you're right. It was like when he's driving. He's driving and he's like, he's like, oh, I really want a Big Mac. And then he gets pulled over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. true. I really enjoyed writing that. And you're yeah, right. Really that, yeah, even like when I started it, I think because I knew that this was a pretty disposable character, I could just sense that, oh, this won't be long. So it was just like a fun yeah. little excursion into this guy's brain. Yeah, it was great. I think the problem is when mm. it continues to become another yeah. big mm. plot that gets shoehorned in. And it's not like that always doesn't work. Sometimes it does work. There's hmm. just the risk that, yeah, you start to overburden the reader with too many threads they didn't really ask for. That's right. Yeah, if you've just got like a little, a little like, I don't know how to tie that into a metaphor with threads, but just like a little motif or something, a little pattern that you're just like, oh yeah, there's just this thing here, and then we don't have to worry about it, and then you go back to it. Especially if it's not, if it's in a in a bit of a dip in terms of tension, and then yeah. you have this thing, and it's like, well, maybe yeah. the opposite, where it's like, oh, I really want to know what happens. I find that really annoying when when it's like, oh, cliffhanger. Now let's go over to something completely unrelated. Yeah. 
and get that to that point where it's a cliffhanger and then go back to the original cliffhanger. Agreed. That kind of bugs me. To be mm -hmm. I think it just hit the nail on the head. Uh, it doesn't have to be the same people, but it does have to have a thread connecting them. Mm. Uh, maybe even just the theme is the same. Maybe it's if the story is about fathers and, and sons, then maybe the other scene is also about the father and a son. It doesn't mm. have to be plot connected, but it does have to feel related. Yeah. Um, I feel like I learned a lot just from hearing what you guys think about why we don't finish books that we appreciate. Because again, like I said at the beginning, we could have just sat here and dunked on books that we don't <laughs> like. And just slam them and okay. slander. And maybe we should do a post a podcast mm -hmm. where we just slander books anonymously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, we probably won't. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's nice to see that I'm not the only one that happens to. All right. Um, thank you guys for sharing. It was a pleasure. Uh, just before we say goodbye for the day, I just wanted to share a quote with you that I think really fits this uh, particular topic. Again, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing the name of the quote uh, maker. His name is Confucius. And he has Confucius? said... Confucius? Confucius. 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 In, in Hebrew, it's Confucius. So, uh, Confucius sounds better. Let's go Confucius. Confu yeah, Confucius. That's his name now. You know, it, neither of those is probably the correct Chinese pronunciation. Uh, this, so. this, uh, this lad has, has spoken. He said, uh, and I have this quote in my class. That's how cheesy I am. Uh, it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. All right. Um, thank you for listening, guys. This was us, uh, me, Patty, and Alex discussing books that we haven't quite finished. We hope you enjoyed the listen. Patty, Alex, it's truly a joy to talk to you guys, as always. And thank you guys for listening. You're listening to Pros and Cons, the Precipice Fiction Podcast.